0: Hi, and welcome to the Mind Balance Cafe podcast. My name's Marella. I'm a social worker and therapist and writer of the Mind Balance Cafe blog. On this podcast, I discuss mental health, personal development and relationships. I hope you enjoy this episode. I've been both the person supporting a loved one with mental health issues and the person who needed support. As someone who's been in both positions, here's what I've learned about being a supporter. Being a support person often means worrying about the other person. The more you love them, the more you wish you could make it better and take their pain away. You may feel powerless or frustrated to see the person struggling with the same issues over and over again. And since you're not experiencing their specific pain, it may not make much sense from the outside. Perhaps there are things you wish the person would do that they're unwilling or unable to do. In my experience, people are usually trying the best that they can within the context of their experiences, genetics and emotional resources, even if it doesn't look like that from the outside. When I was in the depths of depression and anxiety, what I found most helpful was people who could listen and validate how I was feeling, yet still hold on to their hope for me. This is a hard thing to do. When I asked one of my loved ones who suffers from anxiety and depression what's most helpful for her, she said tell me everything's going to be okay and believe it. Depression is often a profoundly lonely and hopeless state. Anxiety for me was marked by obsessive worries about the future, which were hard for anyone to reassure me out of. Even if I was surrounded by loved ones, I often felt alone. I can't imagine it would have been much fun to talk to me at these times, but my friends and family thankfully still did. It would have been easier for them to avoid me or to invalidate my concerns with simplistic solutions or platitudes. Luckily, they really did want to hear what was going on for me, even if I didn't always feel comfortable to tell them. They waded through the tough times and never gave up hope that things would get better for me. They couldn't make it better, but I'm grateful that I had their love and support throughout it all. I know not everyone is so lucky. Being a support person can be a tough job. There's no one way to do it perfectly, but part of being a good enough support person means knowing yourself and looking after yourself. When we become tired and burnt out, we're more likely to brush our loved ones off, get frustrated and make dismissive statements. Generally, this is the result of being overwhelmed by the situation. As much as the sufferer is suffering, supporters also have their own lives and limitations. They may even have their own mental health issues that they're dealing with. It's therefore important to be aware of when we're feeling overwhelmed and tempted to dismiss the other person's feelings. Sometimes this is a sign that we're scared, tired, or that we've been giving too much and need some time out. It's not that we should take on their pain as our own, but it is normal to be affected by the suffering of someone you care about. So instead of saying, don't be silly, you have nothing to be depressed about, because we don't have the energy to deal with it, try saying something like, that sounds so painful... I wish I could make you feel better. This acknowledges the difficult reality that although we care, we're not in control. Asking someone how they would like to be supported can be a good place to start. This might be listening to them, reassuring them, reminding them of coping strategies, giving them a hug, or just keeping them company. It's often best to have this conversation when you're feeling okay, and when they're feeling okay, rather than when they're really distressed. For example, you could say, Hey, I really want to support you when you're feeling at your worst. Do you know what would be the most helpful thing for me to do when you feel that way? Remember your limits. Let them know if this is something that you can offer or not. For example, you might not be able to come over late at night or bring them alcohol. If they're not sure, tell them to let you know if they think of anything. It's not your job to have the answers or make everything better. Just being able to be with someone can be more powerful than any solutions we might offer them. Mental illness is such a lonely experience. If your loved one's willing to talk, listening may be the best gift you can give. Some people are less able to verbalize what they're experiencing, and that's okay. Going for a walk or watching a movie might be a welcome distraction that makes them feel a bit less alone. I mentioned offering solutions before, and there's nothing wrong with this if done well. For example, suggesting getting counselling, trying medication or something that has helped you. The difficulty comes when we do it in a pushy, judgmental way or or when we get frustrated when they don't accept our pearls of wisdom. Taking too much responsibility for the other person's recovery can actually be a sign of codependency. Making suggestions is fine but controlling is not. However, there are times when we might need to take control such as calling an ambulance when someone's life is at risk. As difficult as it is, we have to accept that we cannot control our loved one's recovery. We can't control if they take care of themselves, accept our suggestions, act self-destructively, sadly, even if they take their own lives. We can only support them and give them what time and energy we have. This will obviously differ depending on your relationship to the person, their age and level of functioning. For example, you would obviously give more support and less freedom to your child than to an adult friend. The closer we are to the sufferer, the more difficult this will be, but if you want to be there for them without becoming resentful and burnt out, you need to be clear on what is whose responsibility. Being aware of your boundaries and focusing on what you can control is so important. Often people supporting loved ones with mental health issues seek counselling as a form of self-care or couples and family counselling in order to work through issues that arise. It's also important to remember that you're still allowed to feel happy and do things you enjoy. In fact, it can be the best thing for both of you. Remember, your loved one is lucky to have you and you're worth looking after too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to receive new episodes as they arrive or head over to mindbalancecafe.com for more information. Until next time, take care.